the Severe MMA Podcast Premium with Sean Sheehan and Graham McDonald. up everybody welcome back to another edition of the severe mma podcast an interim episode of the podcast this week depending on how long it's gone i suppose we'll have another one as usual uh on sunday but we said we'd come here to talk about the fights last night and maybe a little bit of a like a slight betting preview for the fights coming up uh this weekend graham how are things what what happened to welcome welcome is is that only numbered podcast now or or? yeah like i'm I'm kind of stuck because it's it's a proper interim podcast here like i'm not sure if it's going to be like a major <laughs> top podcast like or if it's just going to be the you know the the kind of the 20 minute podcast that we uh we tend to do sometimes but uh yeah i, I feel like oh, let's uh, also before we do it if you're listening to this on our uh, normal feed there's a video of this as well hopefully if it works <laughs> and it's up on patreon so if you want to sign up patreon.com forward slash severe my podcast you will be able to see me and graham in uh in beautiful living color but um like for me, we'll start it off this way because on the podcast at the weekend we'll do a major chat and we'll have the the full like hour and ten minute long podcast or whatever, so we can discuss all this. For now, we're going to discuss just the the fights last night and a little bit of the fights the weekend. I I've kind of selfishly enjoyed the fights a little bit more this time. Like I. I I think during the week I got like so pissed off with it for the last couple of weeks that. Um, I, I like look we know what what the, the situation is now and we are in a place where they are not uh, you know um adapting to the protocols or not using them at all and like what what more can we do what more can they do like they have put out the protocols they're just not using them at all so last night i feel like you know watching it the first time i was like no nah, i i just i can't watch this it needs to ch- things need to change we we need to do something there they're, we're, we're like it's probably a bad thing to say or it's probably a bad situation to feel like but i feel like they're just stuck in this rut and they're not going to change anything like i know you didn't care about it well not care about it but you didn't you weren't as affected maybe by it as me coming into saturday what what are your feelings now have they changed or anything since the, the weekend no it's kind of the, the same thing um i believe nobody tested positive that we've heard of yet around around yesterday's event Mm-hmm. so yeah that, that's a good sign I suppose that's an improvement on the last one they've got another show coming up so they're, they're all it's a busy schedule like you know if, if like if things were going to go wrong they probably would have already went wrong I think so I think it's probably going to go off with besides the Jack Ray thing not much of a hitch uh... and that will encourage them to, to think oh, this is fine and just business as usual sooner rather than later I uh, I I don't <laughs> I don't agree with that like I, I I think if something is to go wrong it'll probably go wrong in a few weeks or it might never go wrong we might never hear about it because I actually asked the UFC I sent out uh, uh, an email to the UFC twice actually to do two different people asking would they be tested afterwards because that's actually probably the uh, not the, maybe the more important one but an important one as well to see if I, in the next two weeks if someone gets it if they got it during fight week and they're gonna get it in but we we I I think that in the next couple of weeks, if someone gets badly sick, we might know about it. But if someone just gets like a little bit sick and uh, sick and they're quarantined at home, you know, we might never hear about it. Yeah. But, well, I was kind of thinking, you know, with the, the Jack Ray thing, I was thinking if somebody is sick, the wake up might hurt, might affect them. But it, we didn't really hear anything about that from Jack Ray. But maybe maybe that'll come out in the future. 
yeah and yeah how long like yeah it's it's difficult to know i suppose it, like it's a, it's a weird situation but i feel like you know i've been banging my head against the wall for for the last you know six weeks and especially for the last two or three weeks after this event has been done like how much can, how long can you keep banging your head against the wall like we like we're I, I feel like we're in kind of a waiting pattern now that in the next couple of weeks we'll see the real effect of this and i hope there is none i I would, I would love it if everyone was coming on here and saying I'm, uh, I'm a dickhead and I was scaremongering and, and I was, I was uh, wrong. Brilliant. I, I hope that happens, but I, I suppose we'll, we'll see in the, in the next one. And we'll, we'll talk about that more on the, on the podcast on Sunday. So, like the fights last night, um, is it weird? Uh, maybe this is a weird way to start it off. I enjoyed that Glover to share Anthony Smith fight more than I think the Justin Gaethje uh Tony Ferguson fight I feel like it was just okay at the end it wasn't but I feel like it was very very competitive for the first two and a half rounds or something like that I, I think it was top quality stuff it was very good it's weird because you look in that division and you have John Jones and obviously he's the top top quality but I feel I, I really enjoyed this fight I thought it was a I thought it was a fantastic fight what did you think of it yeah, I thought it was a brilliant fight. And I thought, you know, I thought Anthony Smith was going to win that fight because Glover's kind of getting on and Smith kind of like seemed like it was all coming together for him. It was kind of his peak. Mm-hmm. But uh, Glover, just he's so well-rounded. He, people forget about his hands and his wrestling and his grappling actually being re- all being really good. They may not be outstanding, like, the like you know, finishing people all the time with his grappling or finishing people all the time with his strikes, but he knows exactly what he's doing in all situations in MMA. And that's, that's hard to deal with. And, you know, uh, Anthony Smith is well-rounded as well, but he doesn't have the experience of, of like, he has more more fights probably, but he doesn't have the experience against the top guys that, that Anthony Smith has until recently. And I, I was thinking that Glover, you know, he's kind of, the time has passed him by, and I, I, I don't see him if he was to fight, for example, John Jones next month. I don't think, I think he'd get destroyed. Mm-hmm. But it just shows that he's still, even at this age, still uh, one of the top guys. And he was an underrated guy for, for years by a lot of people. Um, You know, me and you saw him as underdogs loads of times and mm-hmm. picked him to win. But uh, in this one, I I was actually extremely impressed by Glover. I think it was even that, it wasn't just, uh, this is a... Uh, He's not. He's not past it. This was like one of the best performances we've seen from Glover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought he was absolutely phenomenal. I thought he was like, I don't know why, but I've, I, I think both of us are. I'm a big fan thought, of Glover Teixeira. Like he's, he's so good. Like he's good boxing. He's good wrestling. He's good jujitsu. He's very tough. He's hard to knock out. He's hard to be like. There was a few times. Remember there where he was kind of transitioning, changing over gyms, and I think he was opening his own gym, and he did a couple of bad performances. He came in, his body didn't look great, and stuff like that, and he, he had. But issues, even think but, back to. Where when, when he was like, oh, who is this guy training with Chuck Liddell? Can't yeah. get a visa. You know, he's been around for fucking ages. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, at the time it's kind of passed, but like <laughs> Glover proved that it definitely hasn't. That was like, that was one of the best performances, uh, if not the best performance of his career. Yeah, I, I thought he was phenomenal. Like in the first round as well, it was, it made it even better because he, he was getting, maybe not dominated in the first round, but early especially, he was getting beaten very badly. And we, we get the OSP earlier on, yeah. but I thought the jab of Smith was really, really good. Glover was trying to push forward at times, but Smith was beating him off. Mm, I'm going full down <laughs> And full down he was beating him <laughs> off the cage with with the jab, and then uh, pushing forward himself. Um, and like I thought, the combinations and stuff of Smith were very good. But you could see kind of midway through that first round that Glover was was coming back to it. Were you even impressed more by because of that start and the way the way Smith started well and Glover came back? 
Yeah, well, like I, I you, Smith did put a pretty good pace on him at the start, but Glover's experience, you know, as well, he's he's been in there a lot of times. He's mm-hmm. he's kind of seen it all, and once he kind of did weather the storm, I I I, I thought oh, Glover's going to win this fight because you could see Anthony Smith slowing down, you could see him, you know, eating big punches that, or you could see they were hurting him. Like when Glover was eating a big punch, you just ah, shake it off, mm-hmm. you know, just be able to kind of march forward through it. But Anthony Smith wasn't. Um, and, uh, you know, Glover, like, I don't know where he really goes from here because he obviously he'd like to get a title shot. He said before the fight, it's kind of the one thing that he hasn't had in his career is that UFC belt. So mm-hmm. he's obviously going to be pushing for that. And this, this like, you know, that performance is huge. This could be last chance saloon for, for Glover. And I hope I hope he does get a shot at the title. Yeah, I, I do as well. I, like, I, I don't know what we were like. We're big fans of Glover. But, like, the problem with Glover is if he gets a shot at the title, that's a shot at, that's a shot at John Jones. And that's probably not, you know, the yeah. the best thing in the world to be getting. But... but he's probably been watching John Jones there for a while, you know. And obviously it's going to be... It's going to be a tough fight, but John Jones hasn't exactly looked invincible recently. He's got he's got more problems going on now. Well, it's kind of he served his time. We should probably let that go. But uh, uh, <laughs> he's had a he's not exactly been the impressive John Jones who burst on the scene and won the title and dominated. He's had a, you know I thought he lost his last fight, and other people thought he lost his fight before that. So it's not the it's not the dominant John Jones of all. So Glover probably take confidence in that as well. Yeah, the thing about it is as well, like at the division at the moment you have you know those two close fights that John Jones had with Dominic Reyes and Thiago Santos and also you have Jan Blachowicz on the way up so like Glover could get one of those fights I suppose um, you know maybe not easily enough uh, get the fight but he he one of those guys will be looking yeah. for a fight and you win that and you're you're right there as well like it's yeah. uh, he's after finishing Anthony Smith like about four times in one fight like you know yeah. what I mean <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely like before there was like a 10-7 in there in one of the rounds like uh, well that was the fifth round which is the, an incomplete round that they're scoring now for some reason but it was very like I thought before we get to kind of the finish and, and the end of it that second round it, like it really annoyed me the way DC was going on it's like oh he's getting tired Smith is getting mm. tired he got hit with about fucking 20 punches like what do you mean getting tired of course, of course he's gonna get tired when he's getting fucking punched in the head over and over and over like he went f- I thought he went full Joe Rogan just because Anthony Smith was throwing a lot of shots like I uh, that, that <laughs> it really annoyed me like that. Did you see the same? Did you see it the same way? Like the way DC was going. Yeah, well, I, the the thing with the commentators can be heard now the whole time as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, we we mentioned in the last one. I think in this one as well. Like if the if the commentator is kind of coaching one one guy more than others, and he has a little screen with replays. You know, Cormier is like, oh, he stepped in with that left hand beautifully, and set yeah. this, you know, and then he kind of knows. You know, he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I better watch out for that left hand. It's a bit of a strange dynamic going on there maybe they should be slightly further away it's kind of it's a difficult one though yeah it's weird like even Paul Felder was saying in commentary like this is a bit weird <laughs> I'm not used to this thing but it was uh, yeah it was it was an odd situation but like as we went into the third and fourth rounds uh, Smith got hurt by badly by an uppercut and um, mm. Glover was just about to finish him but then he wrestled in the fourth he absolutely smashed him uh, he was just about to finish him again then he wrestled again. I like there was a point there in the in that fourth round. Glover at one stage could have could have flurried and finished, and mm, he just kind of took the back and went for the the rear naked choke, kind of ill advised. But I suppose it's cementing the position and cementing the fight and putting mm. damage on him as well. And you could see from his ground and pound from the back that he needed a break. His, his, his punches were coming slow, and he kind of maybe needed a breather. That was why. But yeah. if he just had a two eight punches there in a flurry, the ref was right on the verge of of stopping that fight. Do and you... probably nearly should have stopped that fight. Yeah, what, what's your take on that? Do you think it's down, uh, down to the ref, Jason Herzog? Do you think it's down to the corner? Or what way do you think it is? 
Well, the ref's official job is to protect the safety of the fighters, isn't it? Number yeah. one primary thing. So it's gone on him. The, the coaches are just going to do what the fuck they want. They have no kind of rules around them. Bar, like, you know, don't attack anybody. Don't fucking... Don't yeah. throw anything into the cage is actually one of the things, isn't it? <laughs> no, you can do you can do that now. I think in in most oh, that's cases. Real, yeah. yeah, I think I, when Diaz I, did it, it was uh, Nick did it. They were saying it was it was you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, they they do it at times. Like for me, the, the I definitely way... think you know you know I definitely think though like when if, like okay, Anthony Smith was trying to throw big punches, but you could see he was like all over the place, and mm-hmm. uh, you could see this was only going one way. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I think there was one stage in the third round where Herzog had an opportunity to go in and stop it, but that was at the exact point where uh, Glover Teixeira wrestled. Like, it was not dissimilar to the Dominic Cruz situation, where it was just like, oh, you can stop it there, and then one second later, it's it, it, it's a place where you wouldn't stop it. And I think J- Jason Herzog gave it that second, and the second was kind of taken yeah. away from him. So I, I like, I would should be him. aware of that. He should be a, mm-hmm. like aware of how close the ref is and the ref shouting and like you need you need to do something here, show me something, Anthony mm-hmm. or whatever. And he needs to just flurry like instead of taking the back. Like for a very experienced guy, mm-hmm. you know, I think the ref was ready to stop that. And he was about to stop it, and as you said, he kind of stopped punching him. The one part, the one point, and I'll get to the corner in a second. But the one point I criticised the referee from for not stopping it was at the end of the fourth. Like I think. When he saw Anthony Smith getting up, and when Anthony Smith, you know, basically couldn't move, he should have even taken away from the corner at that stage and said, "Look, no, this is over. This fight is over. You're not mm. going to come back. This is it." That was the one point. It seemed to me like Herzog was kind of like at the end of that round was kind of thinking about it, and maybe he thought to himself, uh, "I'll see what happens at the start of this round." Then when he got taken down, ate a couple of punches. He was like, "All right, that's enough." Yeah. Do you like? For me, the corner was. I thought the corner was a disgrace. To be honest, I like. I thought there was at least a minute and a half in the end of the fourth round where they should have thrown in the towel and fair enough look in MMA we don't throw in the towel often enough well not fair enough I totally disagree with it I think we should but then they said right we'll give him to the end of the round it came to the end of the round and then they sent him back in again like to me that was just craziness altogether I, I like we need this more in MMA. The Anthony Smith had lost two 10-8s in that fight he had lost the second round he had probably won the first round like let's say he even won the second round and he, and he didn't he was still miles behind. Like, there's no way he's coming back in that fight. It's just not happening. He's not going to knock him out. We know it. Like, Smith was bringing... Like, even throughout the third round, maybe the start of the fourth round, he was throwing those elbows. He was bringing a little bit of power with him. But it, going into the fifth round, you like, we know that was just over. It wasn't coming back. And the, in that situation, you just have to stop it. Do, 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 what, what's your take on that and your take on corner stoppages themselves? I actually thought it should have been stopped uh, this time where where he first kind of completely rocked him and dropped him. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think the corner should, you know, this isn't a title fight. This isn't a, you know, your one chance. If, we, if yeah. this was your chance against John Jones, you'd understand. But this is just, you know, it's a bit unnecessary. Like we've seen how downhill Chris Wyman's career has gone after a similar, mm-hmm. maybe the Wyman one was worse beating, but I think it was the worst beating, but it's still a bad beating that that uh, Glover dished out there. Yeah, like from from a referee's point of view, I don't think you put the the, the if it's a title fight, if it's a big fight, bit into it at all. But from the, the corner's, corner's point one. of view, yeah, yeah you, I can see it from the corner's point of view. This is your one chance; you might never get it. Fair enough. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Even though it pro- they probably shouldn't look at it that way. It should be the safety, whether it's a title fight or whatever fight it is. Uh, but 
yeah like i i I agree with that as well like it's it's a weird one because after it i was like okay you're kind of mad and you're you know you're mad at the corner a little bit mad at the referee even though i didn't think it was fully his fault it's just like anthony smith handed fucking jason hurts like he's tooth after it fell out in the middle of the round just a mad situation uh but then like you're looking at glover to and seeing this guy i think what's he 40 or 39 years of age 40 years of age or something like that and he's coming out here beating a young guy and like probably in his prime you know maybe a, maybe a little bit past his uh you know his farm prime if you want to put it that way where he won three or four fights in a row and then got to the title fight but he's still right there in his prime and he you know he came back and he beat him beat him down um and it's it was one of those fights it tends to happen a little bit in mma doesn't it when one fantastic performance it has to be coupled with one horrendous beating and it's 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 tough to find maybe the measure between that but i before we move on fantastic with glover to share wasn't it it's just I have to give him more props. Yeah, he was brilliant. He, he basically beat him everywhere in the end. Like, mm-hmm. it broke him as well. Like, and it, like I think at one stage, actually, uh, mentioned um, Glover's Corner shouted that Anthony was breaking. And I think mm-hmm. Anthony's been kind of heard that and kind of like, no, no, I'm not. I'm kind of gave him a new, a new lease of life. Yeah. Maybe it's better not, not say things like that. Yeah, and, I, and Anthony Smith as well, after the four rounds, said my teeth are falling out to his corner, which is like a sign, pull me out, coach, basically. And, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's like that, oh, can you see in your eye? It's like, oh, uh, give me a minute. You don't, you don't want to say, <laughs> yeah, you I don't can't see because then you're pussying out, but you don't yeah, want to say you can see because then you have to fight on. Yeah, you don't want to say that. Uh, right, then the next fight, OSP versus Ben Rotwell. This is like the exact opposite. It was like <laughs> a complete lack of skill. Oh, like, OSP. Oh my god, I think, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, he's from Heavy Hands, I can't remember his name. Connor Rebush. He he tweeted it, he said, uh, <laughs> OSP is bringing like, his lack of skill up to heavyweight, and it's going to help him, and it's going to hurt him as well at heavyweight or something like that. Like, how how did OSP get this far? And I know I say it every time, and people are I'm blue in the face from saying it. How did he get this far without being able to throw a jab? Like he's he's so he's a southpaw and he can throw a jab with his right hand. Sometimes when he switches to orthodox and he throws with his left, he can jab a little bit, and he's actually better. Oddly, fighting out of that situation, but like when Brian Motrell literally just cut off the cage and he couldn't do anything about it. There was not there was nothing. But he, he could actually do. OSP. I thought I had to watch it again, but I thought he landed the more impactful yeah, strikes I th- I the, uh, well, to yeah. win the to win the fight. <laughs> I, so, yeah, I, I thought he won as well. I don't know. Everybody else seems to, everybody else seems to think Rothwell won, so I yeah. need to go back and watch it. But I thought the the impactful maybe that strike was after the bell. I actually never went back and maybe that didn't count, but he still rocked him before he dropped yeah. him at the end. And uh, I don't know, I'd have to go back and watch it. But. Yeah, I, I thought he definitely won the third round because there was a lot, there was the last maybe fifteen seconds or like something like that. He landed way the more impactful. The second round, impactful. The the second s- round yeah. was very very close it as was, well. Yeah. So it was yeah. There was that one shot where he knocked him down. Ben Rotwell said afterwards, "Oh, I slipped or whatever," but mm, I don't know. To me, mm. it looked like a knockdown. If I was judging it, but I'm sitting in my home, uh, sitting at home, it's easy to say that. But I, I thought he knocked him. Like it was the second round was very close. The third round was relatively close as well. But I thought OSP won it. But I, I would have given the fight 29-28 to OSP. But I don't know. Uh, it's look. It was. I, I thought Rotwell performed better, but OSP deserved the win. <laughs> deserved the win. It's it's one of those. Uh, it's just because OSP is frustrating. You know what I mean? He's a frustrating fighter sometimes. Mm-hmm. He does things that put him in like backs him against the cage against Brian Rotwell and lets him like hold his head without even resisting and yeah. knee him. It's just like what, what what's going on here? <laughs> it's it's uh it's very odd. But uh, why yeah. are you letting him do this to you? <laughs> like with no resistance? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's always the same with him. Uh, right, let's run through another few of them pretty quickly here. Drew Dober versus Alexander Hernandez. I thought Dober was uh, was very very good. He nearly won it about three yeah, times. 
Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was the best he's ever looked. His mm-hmm. his hands looked a lot better than the normal just one two job he he, yeah. he brings. Yeah, I like. Uh, what do you think of the stoppage? I thought uh, like there, there was a similar thing in this where Hernandez got two double leg takedowns just as Dober was about to finish him a couple of times, but mm. Stephen still denied. And b- maybe with that added onto it, uh, where he was hurt multiple times. And then it was clear that it was stop, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it for about five shots. And Herb Dean eventually did stop it. I, I thought it was late. What did you think of the stoppage? Mm, I thought it was okay. Maybe a little late, but I don't think it's anything bad or anything. Yeah. Ah, yeah, I, I, I would. It was, it was okay. It was, it was a second late, maybe. Yeah. Um, Ricky Simon, Ray Barge put on a pretty, <laughs> it was a pretty fun fight. I, I enjoyed it. Um, Ricky Simon won it. Uh, mm, uh, I didn't watch it fully from a judging point of view. I won't lie, but I thought Barge just about had it. But uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take it away from old Richard Simon. Uh, Andrei Arlovsky. Yeah, I had the first. I had the first oh, yeah. two rounds for for Simon, but Did you? Uh, yeah, so. Borg probably took the third. But uh, yeah, no, I thought Simon won. Never liked you, uh, Andrei Arlovsky. <laughs> Andrei Arlovsky fighting last night on yeah. the thirteenth of May, two thousand and twenty, and he fought on the thirteenth of May, two thousand. What that is mad! I couldn't like. I went back and I was like, I for the fight before or something. I was like, something um, someone fought in May or some shit. And then I went back and I looked. Oh, when did Arlovsky fight in May before? And I was looking down, looking down, looking. Down, oh, he fought on the thirteenth of May, twenty but, years. But it's strange. Day. It's strange because like literally like six to ten years ago if he had been kind of losing in the first round lost the first round you're thinking he's going to get knocked out here yeah. but watching that I was thinking I don't know he's going to win this. I was thinking he's going to win this he looked okay and uh, I don't know it was uh, I don't know how he's managed to reclaim that, that chin that seemed to be completely gone it's weird because Overeem kind of did that too, didn't he? At one stage, like he was getting yeah. knocked out, knocked out, and then he just started going to decisions. It's just obviously yeah. fighting a little bit. People safer. were saying this. People were saying Overeem should retire before he ever even went to heavyweight. Yeah. When he was at light heavyweight, mm-hmm. like year before he was even in the UFC or strike wars or anything mm-hmm. before the K one title, any of that. Like that was like eleven knockouts or something he suffered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like he's still a bit ginny now. But Arlovsky, I don't know. Like he's probably gonna get sparked in his next fight. <laughs> but maybe it's the level level of, of opponents has gotten down. But was, it, uh, uh, was it his last fight he got sparked in? He got sparked pretty recently. Anyway, when, 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 you, when you're in the heavyweight division, yeah, you know it happens out there. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Uh, Tiago Moises defeated uh, Michael Johnson with an ankle lock, just pull guard kind of in the start of the second yeah. round. He got dominated in the first round. Yeah, and, uh, it's. Typical Michael Johnson, really. He's like the, the Ben Saunders of uh, of the mm. lightweight. And he division. tapped, and then the ref missed the tap, yeah. and uh, yeah, and he had to tap again. I think he was kind of trying to play the tap off as oh, I didn't really tap, yeah. but then he was like, oh shit, I better tap again. I it was one of those taps where I said like he kind of tapped him, and he was expecting Moises to let it go even before the ref came in, but Moises did the right thing, obviously wait for the ref to come mm. in, and then he had to tap a second. It was an odd situation. Like I think Key Peterson was kind of moving around and just kind of like, oh, was it a tap? Oh no, they're still fighting. Let him go. You know, it wasn't. It, it was a tough situation. It was a very kind of millisecond sort of thing. Maybe John. Like I think they probably do say to maybe you'd know better than this because you've been backstage at UFC fights and all. Like to tap like more clear, like tap fucking tap 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 to stop it. And I know fighters no, they, don't like they, doing that. The, the refs usually in commission usually don't mention. Don't mention tapping. They oh, mention really? like back of the head, back of the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're rocked and I tell you to move, you need to move. Fouls, stuff like that. But no, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that's uh, that's an odd one. Right, the rest of the fights in a run, run through them quickly here. Sajara Eubanks, I thought her boxing looked good early, but she kind of went back to her wrestling then uh, after that and got the win over Sarah Marais, who threatened with an armbar at one stage, and Eubanks did a good job of uh, of defending it. Uh, uh, Omar Morales versus Gabriel Benitez, very fun fight, just kicking the shit out of each other for, for three <laughs> rounds. It was uh, very fun. Brian Keller got a big KO then. Uh, with from a, behind as well. Yeah, with a, with a left hook doing well for uh, for Irish MMA. A big hammer fist. Yeah. Two yeah, of them. Very good. What, what, left hook that didn't finish. Yeah, I love, I love a bit of a left hook. He looked... Uh, <laughs> he looked fucking, you know, uh, bulked up as well. I know this is upperweight at featherweight. He looked good. Like, he looked good at the weight. So maybe he'll... Uh, maybe it's a thing he'll stay there. But I, I, I thought he... I, well, I, it was a featherweight, was it? Yeah, because they just decided, fuck this, we're not cutting weight. They kind of both took it on chart oh, yeah, So yeah. they went at it. So, yeah, yeah, I think it suited him. And Chase Sherman, very impressive, you know, Chase came back after being out of the UFC for a while. Went in there, got a win over Isaac Filling. Yeah, I thought his I thought his combinations were very good. Like, you know, someone is looking good. Like Anthony Smith did as well when they throw like the, the straight punch and then come straight down after it with their backhand. It's just I thought it was I thought he was looked very very good and uh, better than probably he he has in a in a in a good while. But, a long time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so let's move over here and look, have a quick look at the. Um, uh, at the bets. card coming up this weekend and we'll have a look at the bets as well just before we get into the actual bets um alistair overeem versus walt harris in the main event we have uh claudia gadelia versus angela hill dan Eig versus edson barboza eric anders yeah. versus christoph jotko song Dong, marlon vera uh matt brown coming back here as well on the preliminary card amazingly um Kevin Holland on the card, Courtney Casey on the card. So not a not a bad card uh, overall there. Elkins, don't yeah, forget the, the damage. My boy Darren Elkins, yeah, he's always uh, <laughs> he's always back. So we have we're doing kind of a little bit of a mini betting show here. So I'm going to pull up our uh, our three bets each here, and we'll have a we'll have a quick look at them. Graham, your bets, your first bet for the weekend, Claudia Gadelia on points, and I have the uh, I have the same bet. What you uh, wh- how come you picked that one? Um, I just, I've, I've said this so many times. I just think Angela Hill is extremely overrated uh, mm-hmm. everywhere. I think Cadelia obviously has some cardio problems and things like that, but I think she'll be able to dominate in the first round with her with her grappling, um, um, and probably the second round. And then the third round could go either way, like any Claudia Cadella fight. But I think she'll do enough to win the handy enough decision. Yeah, I, I, like I was looking at Claudia Gadelia's record, and I was thinking, uh, you know, she's a pretty good price to win by TKO, KL, but she's—I think she's only two in her whole career, never won one in the UFC. So, you know, maybe she's going to submit her, but I'd say uh, the uh, decision is the more more likely one at the price of five to six. I think that's uh, that's a pretty good one. So that's our our first two. My uh, our next two bets, as if we look at them here, you're going for Overeem to win at five to four, and I'm going for Walt Harris to win in either the fourth, fifth round, or decision. Uh, at four to one, which is a bit of a, a bit of an fourth outside fifth, bit. Yeah. Four to fourth, one. fifth, or decision. Yeah, mm. like it's interesting. Yeah, I, I like that. Like Overeem is, as I mentioned there two minutes ago. I think yeah, he's he's more defensive now. He fights a more defensive style. Yeah. He kind of survives a little bit more. I, like I could see that happening. He, he got, tries to drag it long. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he tries to kind of play the long game and not get hit, and probably that's because of his chain. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's been working for him. You know, obviously it, it, it hasn't worked every time, but. I think Walt Harris, you know, Overeem's known to get tired, but I think Walt Harris will also get tired if it goes five rounds. And I think uh, this could be a bit of a boring Overeem decision. Mm. Yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, well, Overeem maybe. Over, could be, yeah. Overeem always is dangerous as well early. early. Um, 
and you know he's a good kickboxer, but I I think his defensiveness will probably lead to this being a decision. But there's also the you know when there's big heavyweights in there, people can get knocked the fuck out. Yeah, that is uh, that is true. And uh, actually, our other bit as well. Uh, you have Edson Barboza to win at uh, yeah. eight to eleven, and I have Dan Ike to win at even money. Well, my, well, I give you the standard of competition. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you my thinking. My like my thinking is, I think Edson Barboza is a better fighter than Dan Ig. I think, uh, I think he all around better. But coming down to one forty-five, I think that's a big issue for Edson Barboza. I like, I uh, he's a big guy at one fifty-five in terms of muscle and everything like that. How, like he's. Edson Barboza's brilliance is his ability to fast twitch power striking even though he doesn't maybe get as many knockouts as he should with the level of technique and power he has but if he loses any little bit of that and plus he's never the best cardio fighter in the world anyway uh, and if he loses a bit of that let's say into the second third round and Ig is in there like Ig is a tough guy I don't like I think he's a good fighter I don't think he's the best fighter in the world if this was at 155 I, I, I would definitely pick Barboza but I just feel like at uh, at one forty five, I at even money. I think I think that's a pretty good bet. What, what's your thinking on it? Well, like I picked against I against Bektich as well, and he ended up getting a split decision there. So uh, maybe I'm underrating the guy, but I just think the level of competition and uh, that Edinburgh Barbosa has been going up against is far superior, and mm-hmm. I think he's just a better fighter. And uh, the weight cut definitely, you know, it's. it's it's some guys they, they do this wake up for the first time or, or for the first time in years and it can affect them mm-hmm. so it depends on if he's done this right or uh, done the nutrition and the wake up right and all we'll, we'll, we'll see him on the scale and see what he looks like but uh yeah no i'm pretty confident uh barboza will be able to to you know uh outstrike him and probably probably win a decision but i could see barboza get getting a late stoppage maybe as well yeah yeah, yeah, he could. Like, it's a 50-50 one. I just think even money is a, is a good price to draw uh, And if you're listening to this on our normal uh, podcast feed, we do a betting show. This is like a mini betting show, like a two-minute thing. We do like a 20-25 minute show on Patreon uh, for every pay-per-view. And we're probably going to do them a little bit more uh, more uh, regularly now. So sign up, patreon.com forward slash severe podcast. So for people watching on video here, we'll just run through them one more time and show them up here as a nice, nice little graphic. Uh, my three bets are Claudia Gadelia. Uh, on points at five to six, uh, or sorry, uh, yeah, mine. That's one of mine. Uh, the second one is Walt Harris, uh, round four or five or decision at four to one, and Dan Ig uh, to win at evens. And Graham's three bets are Claudia Gadelia on points at five to six, Alistair Overeem at five to four, and Edson Barboza at eight to eleven. Right, Graham, that was uh, that was a fun little Thursday evening podcast we'll be back again uh, uh, on the weekend and uh, yeah very fun any any more crack with you before we go i got fucking sunburned yesterday look at it can you see it i don't know if you can see yeah it. i, I got i got it the other day look i'm still very white though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gone red i usually i never get well it's not sunburned per se i usually get a little bit red and then it turns brown i don't really get yeah sunburned me too yeah yeah so I don't get tanned. It's always a bit red first, and then a few days later, kind of yeah, starts turning into a bit of a tan. I can see it there on my face as I look. But uh, yeah, I was literally just sitting out the front for about four hours, and I just got I just went red. But it's it's that time of year. Thank, <laughs> thankfully, it's getting a bit uh, it's getting a bit warmer now. And look, that's it. We'll and back. next week's supposed to be warm as well, so oh, is it? oh, it's good for quarantine. It is. It's good. good. Sit out the back. Sit out the front. Now, uh, Archer Thieves Light. Go down to Tesco and get a. How, how quickly is that fucking grass growing though? Fucking hell! I don't know. I'm cutting don't that have, all over the place. I don't have any grass. Lara, it's something for you to do, Graham. <laughs> yeah. to do. Uh, right everybody thanks very much for listening uh, we'll see you <laughs> on Sunday good luck